What a world you now listening to Talk of Brothers Podcast. Welcome to the Talk of Talk Talk of Brothers Podcast. Podcast. Allow me to reintroduce myself. So, talk of Brothers Podcast. Talk of Brothers. Talk of Brothers. Talk of Brothers Podcast with Smash and Goldie. Goldie and Smash, you guys doing your thing. The mic is contacted. I attract clientele. My brother. Goldie and Smash. Talk of Brothers. That's popping. We ain't worried about nothing. Y'all are now listening to Talk of Brothers. Podcast. What's happening, everybody? It's your boy Go D. And it's your boy Smash coming at you. Wanna welcome you guys to another episode of Talker Brothers Podcast. Smash, another day, another piece of a dollar. How your week been, bro? Man, it's it's going, bro. Finna uh fight this second wave this week of this snowstorm. So you know. Hey, you just I'm, I'm all right. You deserve every last bit of it. Hey, I tell you, I ain't mad at this one because the first one got me Monday off, and the next <laughs> one about to get me Friday off. <laughs> you so about I to am not mad? You about to lay around and be a lazy bum? <laughs> yep, I'm about to binge watch everything they got to offer out there. That's what's up. I ain't doing man. Nathan. We got, I, I, I've been looking and, sir, you know, I'm always on the, hunt, on the grind for, for good content for the pod, man. And I came across this brother, Walter Scott. We have him on the line today. He's um, a skilled basketball development coach, and he's written a book called Eight Steps to Being a Champion. And one thing that, that stood out to me about the brother's content was that it's not only about sports, but it's also about developing kids' life skills. You know, what makes them a better student? What makes them a better leader? Uh, what, what's going to help them to get a scholarship? You know, something beyond not It comes across as you, he's trying to have them to use basketball to their advantage, not have basketball take advantage of them. So, everybody, welcome Walter Scott. What's going on, Walter? I'm doing well, man. I'm so honored and privilege you guys have me on the show today so thank you so much oh no problem no problem man I, you're looking around man i'm like i said i'm always search, searching for for good content for the listeners man and there's a lot of sports fans out here a lot of people um especially with me being in the youth community as far as sports i'm, I'm more on the football side you're more on the basketball side and i'm always noticing how there's always always some kind of training going down and and it's it's like a money pit it's a big money grab you know Youth sports generates over two point billion. That's with a B, and training, and 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 fees and different things like that. So I always want to to get someone who's in that field to help educate these parents and that are our listeners, and so that they can get on the right path to 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 make sure that they're maximizing their dollars, not wasting their money on on training for their kids. You you spot on. Uh, first, thank you for your introduction introduction of me uh i mean it's i can say it's wild somebody can really see the message that i'm trying to get out there because you're you're definitely right i mean basketball is just a vehicle uh really what i'm trying to do is like you said develop leaders and then help young people use the game of basketball to become a champion uh so you can win not only on the court but in life and as far as like your second statement um, I mean, yes, parents do need to be educated because you can't spend money out here but not get uh, what you're really looking for. Uh, and so that's what I try to pride myself on is making sure because the one thing that I I can never allow myself to do is cheat a young person. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
So I do it to help them be successful, and it's just a uh, it's just a blessing. I get paid to do that, right? But uh, I, I would never do it um, just for the money's sake, or just for to be able to say I'm a trainer. I do it for with them in mind. Everything I do is with them in mind to right. help them be successful. So what what um, got you into? What made you focus more on the on the development side? per se, not going into high school and going to colleges and, and going to the coaching route? Well, to be honest, uh, I was in, but I, I quit my job back in 2008 and I've always been a person that set goals. Uh, and one of the goals I had was to uh, start my own business. But at the time when I uh, set that goal, I didn't really know what that business was gonna be. Mm. Uh, I was working mm. at, at a bank and uh, and I was just like, to, I was got tired of hitting my head up against a brick wall. And I was like, this is not living. Well, toward the end of my, you know, last year at that bank, I was working with kids on the side. And so when I, one morning I woke up and I was just like, you know what? I, I want to resign. And just saying that I felt so much better. And so I found myself without a job. And then I had a thought, well, hey, you've been working with these kids and you say you want to start a business. How about uh, try that? You know, try to do skill development, uh, start a skill development company. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so that's the route I took. And as far as like, why not high school? Why not college? I mean, I, I wouldn't say that I wouldn't do either one of those, but I really like the independence. I, I like to be able to, you know, work with the people who I want to work with and also be able to do in a way that I feel like it needs to be done and not have somebody else uh, hinder that or, you know, put their own spin on how the development piece should go or so. Right. So, yeah. So with the book, what what why wasn't 10 steps why wasn't it 11 steps why wasn't it six steps why what, what, what are these eight steps to being a champion that's that's a great question those eight <laughs> <laughs> those eight steps are courage heart adversity mentality preparation inspiration opportunity and never give up i think those are the eight eight things that i mean this is geared toward you know, athletes, uh, young people, but anybody really could use those uh, principles in their lives. So those eight steps, I think if you really understand them and, you know, get them in your heart and your spirit and, and know how to apply them to your life, that uh, you can succeed in whatever you do. Right. Yeah. Right. And so, so, so you, go ahead, Smash. So you, you said you, you had the job and you just quit it one day to start this uh, business right here, correct? I didn't. I didn't necessarily quit the job to do this. Uh, the last six months or so, I was working at uh, Compass Bank at the time, and the last six months or so being there was just stressful. Uh, and so, like I said, I was laying in the bed. It was like two o'clock in the morning. One, one morning and I just had to thought, you know, what if I resign from this job? And uh and just when I had that thought of resigning, man, I just felt this weight come off of me. And so I woke up the next morning and said, that's what I'm doing. Uh and so 
the, the business was just something that I, I kind of just explored once I decided to make that step. But I, I didn't quit to, to do this. Uh, okay. I never, you know, for as entrepreneur, it, like everything was new. Uh, so I, you know, I didn't come from a background of entrepreneurs or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So it was definitely uncharted territory. <laughs> <laughs> so it was more of a passion for you rather than just, you know what I'm saying, putting, you know, writing out a business plan. It was just a passion for you. So that's, that's what's up. Okay. Yeah, well, once I started working with those first couple of kids and saw the transformation and the change, man, I was hooked. Yeah, okay. I was hooked. Yeah, and, and a lot of time, and, and I like the fact that you, you know, you have that entrepreneurial spirit. And, and for us, um, I definitely want to to let the listeners hear that, that sometimes you just have to jump out on faith and and go for it. Whether you succeed or whether you fail, at least you know you gave it a try. Because you can always go back to that bank. It's not like you couldn't go back to it and get get back in that career field if all else failed. But, you know, like you said, you woke up one morning, I just didn't feel right doing this. I feel like I'm, I'm just spinning my wheels. And for you to be able to to get out there and do it and have a plan, uh, that's that's admirable, man. I commend you for, for your efforts and what you're doing. And here it is, what, 10 years later? And you're still twelve. twelve years later, and you're still <laughs> you're still grinding and still growing. And that's awesome, man. So appreciate that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, I wouldn't change. I wouldn't change it, man. I wouldn't change it for nothing in the world. I mean, it's definitely been you know learning experiences. Uh, and whenever you do something entrepreneurial, you have peaks and valleys. But uh, as far as like the growth that I've you know from an individual standpoint, and then like the, the people that I've been able to help and and meet and I wouldn't change any of it man right awesome and I know you also you have the 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 eight steps and then you also have what's called the uh the champion method talk to talk a little bit about the champion method the champion method is just basically when you put those eight steps into into practice mm-hmm. uh actually being able to apply that in your in your life and so when you talk about courage, you know, like you kind of touched on it. If you want to talk about, you know, me personally going out there as an entrepreneur, not always knowing how things are going to uh, play out, but go do it anyway. Give it 100 percent. Right. Put your all into it. And it's the same same with the athlete. I mean, some of the kids I work with, you have lofty goals. Sometimes you want to go play college. You know, you could be a, a sophomore year, junior year. And nobody's contacting you, but are you gonna still get in the gym and put in the work, uh, put in the hours that it takes? So that's the courage part of it. The heart, you know, can you stick with something for over a long, long period of time? Uh, adversity, anything you do, it will be. Uh, adversity will be a part of it, mm-hmm. but the key is, can you uh, overcome it? And then the, the mentality, can you have the winner's mentality? to expect to win and uh and give your best preparation i mean i think that's one of the most important things that an athlete can do or just anybody anybody can do is be prepared uh inspiration finds you know some sources that keep you inspired because anything you're doing is going to be a grind but you got to have those things something that keeps you uh passionate about it and keep that fire burning uh opportunity uh, take advantage of all of them and you know one thing that I always try to stress to young people 
any opportunity you get in the future is going to be dictated by what you do with the opportunity you have right in front of you. Right. Uh, so you you can't talk about I want to play college if you're not trying to master uh, the high school level. Right. And then that last one is never give up. Uh, so the, the champion method is really just based off of those eight steps, and it's how you actually apply it to your life. Uh, okay. That's awesome. Hmm. And, and I, I noticed that a lot of a lot of times, especially on this youth level, that one thing that you spoke on is a lot of kids come in with these lofty goals. You know, you you five foot eight, and you, you you know you're 95 pounds soaking wet, but then you want to go to Duke, and you're a junior in high school. <laughs> you want to play major college basketball, but but a lot of coaches, a lot of these trainers out here. Will you know? Will will pile these parents' butts and 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 feed them all these dreams and these lofty goals, and just to make sure that they make a make a piece of change off of them and train them. But that's one thing that's admirable is that that you you're truthful with them. You know, let's 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 gauge this down. You know, not saying that you can't get to college and play basketball, but at five foot nine, you know, you may have to go to a smaller school. To continue, you know, continue playing and get your education, and that's one thing that really stood out about me when I when I read those, that those list of champions and and you spoke on it, is that I'm being honest with them and be forthright with them, and I'm going to tell them where you are and and what the needs to take to get to where we think that you're more comparable of being successful. Yeah, yeah, and, and that comes from a couple of different things. One, I mean, I want to sleep good at night. Mm. You know, I want to I want to have a clear conscience. Uh, two, I mean, your reputation is uh, everything. Uh, and, you know, I, I, when I first started doing this, my whole thing was you want to be an expert. You want to be, you know, well thought of. And the only way you have longevity is, you know, you guys know this. It's just about your, your body of work. Right. And, you know, you don't want too many people saying, hey, I tried that guy or I went to his program and I didn't get the results that I was looking for. Uh, that hurts your credibility. That hurts uh, over the long haul. I mean, you, you can have some success in the short term, you know, feeding people stuff or just trying to play on their emotions to get them to spend money. But you won't have that long term success, I don't think. Right. Right. And you're only good as your last you're only good as your last client. You know, so. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> and, yes, sir. And a, and a lot of times what entrepreneurs don't realize, you know, you can advertise, you can market, you can do all the right things and, and, and you still don't get that business that you want or get that result that you want. But it just takes that one or two clients that you treat well and 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 have that integrity to do right by them. And that word of mouth just spreads about you. And, and you'll be like, man, I just spent all this money on marketing and all this money on this on this thing to, to bolster my business. But it only took these two clients for me to do right by them and my business taking off. Man, it's, it's so funny you said that because uh, I was out in Greenville. Greenville's about, it's about an hour from Wally, like right at an hour. And so I've been out that way for... I trained out that way for 10, a little over 10 years. And so when we got to Wiley, the, the first year when we moved here, I still was going out that way a little bit. But the, the second year, uh, you know, I really didn't have that many opportunities. And so I was trying to get built up here. 
And when you go to a new place, it takes a little time. And so there was a span of a couple of months where, you know, I could feel the effects of not having my old clientele. But I had a couple of people back that way drive to where I'm at. And then I had two or three people who called me because somebody else referred them. So there was like a couple of months where when I was trying to get this thing going back this Wiley way, was like five or six people, like you said, that were really supporting me and helping me get up and going here. And so what you're saying is is, is spot on. And, and that really stood out to me because at that time you could do the marketing, but when you're in a new place, you don't always know how that's gonna turn out. I mean, I was doing some I was doing some marketing. Right. And you know, the leads were coming from different places that were an hour away, hour and a half, two hours. So the marketing efforts really weren't benefiting me. And so if I didn't have those people who, you know, got referred to me and I already knew what I stood for and, and the quality of work, man, I would have been in a tough way. So you, you, you're right. You, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so so you said one of the, the biggest things is uh, preparation and dealing with young kids nowadays where you got uh, more distractions than it was when we were growing up because back when we were growing up we went outside but now they got like video games and all this technology how do you keep them engaged to work on their preparation to help them out to better their game I mean like that, it seems like it'll be a little bit of a, a struggle to get them to want to put down certain, certain stuff to apply more um, time to their talent or their craft that's, that's, that's a great question, Smash. Uh, I mean, you're going to find, as you work with different kids and different personalities, you're going to find, like, uh, different approaches. Uh, there are going to be some kids that are a little bit more uh, self-starters or self-disciplined. Like, I have a young man, and I had really seen this. I mean, I know there's other kids out there like that, but... He's one of the few that I've been around. He'll go to the gym at, you know, 6 or 30 or 7 o'clock in the morning before he goes to school. Uh, and then he's back at it in the, you know, after school. So that's rare. I don't see that too often. So, but then you have some who might not, the time they really pick up a basketball or work is when they training. So you you have a... Uh, a wide range of how kids gonna approach. But one of my, I guess, rules or uh, standards that I, I set, when I first meet a kid, I always ask them, what's your goal? Mm-hmm. So we we set goals before we ever step on the basketball court. And I don't mean, and I tell parents that, and I don't mean to be funny, but I mean, I'm not gonna waste your time, you're not gonna waste my time, and I'm not trying to waste your son or daughter's time. So we're gonna first know what it is we're trying to accomplish. And it's not my goal, it's not the parents' goal, it's the kids' goal. So I want them to write it down and I want you to honestly uh, self-assess and see what it is you're trying to accomplish by coming in here to work. And then once we set that, it's just about holding them accountable. And, you know, sometimes it's more patient with other kids maybe than, uh, but I always use that to bring it back up and just really break it down to them. You know, the one thing I try to tell them is it, it's not really hard. Whatever you say you want, if you draw a line down a piece of paper, 
on the other side, your action plans have to add up. Uh, so if you say, I want to be a starter on your team, but you're not practicing, or you say, I want to be the best in your district, or you want to play college and you're not working, it's just not going to happen. So I just try to get it to, to them where it's black and white for them to really understand. And then, so some kids going to, you know, like I said, going to put more work in than others, but I just make sure that accountability piece is there. Okay. Do you have, have you ever had the situation where the results, the results didn't meet the goals? And how did you handle that situ- those type of situations? The a couple times that it did happen. Oh man, that's a great question. Um, <laughs> it, it, it wasn't, they didn't turn out the way that the kid or myself wanted them to go from this vantage point. Like they, they settled. They, uh, un, they didn't go after the goals that they really could have accomplished. Like I had a young man, he was uh, 6'8", 230 pounds uh, in high, you know, high school. So he, he had a college body in high school. Uh, junior year, man, I mean, he just knocked it out the park doing really well uh senior year uh he fell off and i couldn't figure out what was going on you know with no injury uh the coach was the same you know same school same district pretty much i mean so a lot of similarities you know he he had put in the work so he had a nice skill set he knew how to play you know i had a good iq but the senior year, man, I just couldn't figure out why is this production down so much. And then when I realized was the environment, how the coach was relating to him different, his uh, his senior year as opposed to the way he related to him in junior year. And so he started losing confidence. Uh, and so that's what brought about the champion method, the A steps to be a champion. Right. Uh, because, I mean, that hurt me. I, I, I get... I'm, I'm invested in these kids. And so, you know, at that point, we had put like three years into it to get him, uh, try to get him to D1, but D2 easily. But he wound up going D3 and it hurt me because, I mean, I felt like, man, at 6'8", you didn't need me to go D3. I mean, you, you just, your, <laughs> just your size alone would have got you in that door. Right, and right. So we, had, we had put too much time into it. <laughs> to settle for opportunities like that. Right. Uh, so that was one of those times where the outcome didn't match, you know, the, the amount of work. But it, it was more so, it wasn't skill, it wasn't ability. It was more so mindset and, and him starting to lose uh, belief in himself. Right. And so how, how I was able to counteract, oh, I learned a, a real valuable lesson from that. And that, that's what uh, revolutionized, if you want to say, the way I've approached training over the last three or four years that that brought that birth the champion method that brought all that into to being okay. like I I vowed at that moment that anybody now if you're with me three months and you don't give me uh, uh, that much time to really pour into you whatever then I can't really vouch for that but if you're with me you know for a year or you know six nine months or two years now I'm trying to to make sure that I equip you both physically and have you mentally prepared mm. so you don't settle and, and sabotage all the hard work you put in or, or don't let 
coaches or outside variables uh, pull you down either. Right. Because I know okay. I know sometimes it's usually like you saying you couldn't put your finger on it. But sometimes that home life and that environment that they live in, it, it caused distractions and it caused them to to lose focus. And as a coach, you know, you tend to be so focused on the preparation of a game, preparation of getting better as a player. Um, you, lo- you don't take that equation into 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 the fact, you know, factor that equation into the overall result of how you want to see this kid project in the future. So that was one of the things that stood out to me. That's why I asked that question, because that's one of the things that stood out about me about with your program is that you encompass that also into the into the the, the equation of the formula to make this kid make this kid him or her successful. Yeah, that, that mental piece. And that's what I've learned over the last couple of years is huge. You know, I've been doing some research and studying about it. And a, a big part of what you accomplish is, is between your ears. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, in, in those two cases, I had the young man I described, I had another young lady. Uh, I mean, they had it. They, they, they had the size, they had the skill set. Uh, and all it took was, you know, three months when the coach, the, them and the coach just now seeing eye to eye and all that hard work starting to go down the wayside. I mean, I've had other instances that, that same thing, but, you know, it just was a blessing that by me already getting this understanding and, and you know, and coming up with the, the book and, and some of this, uh, this content right. that I was able to use it to help them navigate some of those situations. And, you know, like the, the adversity, and that's one thing I'm always preaching on. So trying to equip them because you, you don't know when it's going to happen, but you got to know it is going to happen. And so uh, now it's just to get an understanding that it's coming. And then when it does, how do I handle it? So it doesn't derail my, my dreams and my goals. Okay. So what some what are some of the so players? You, go ahead, Smash. No, nah, go, go ahead. You you're good. Go, go ahead. ahead. I was gonna say so like when you first get a um you know when you go in to meet a client or whatever let's just, well, let's just let's go with this let's say like I got my son is trying to you know I want him to get better at basketball or, or improve because I think he got a future. What are you gonna? What do you guarantee or what do you say typically to? the parents and the kids to get them to, you know, um, buy into what you're saying so that they're able to, cause you know, like the main thing in sports or as a coach, if you, you know, if, if the players don't have the buy-in then y'all doing in the beginning. So how do you even get them to buy into what you're trying to do uh, with the eight, you know, the eight steps? The, the first, the first thing is, like I said, establishing what that goal is. I haven't really had a, a situation where they had a goal that was you know far-fetched where we couldn't reach it you know okay so i if i do encounter that i, I guess i mean it just comes down to being honest i mean you, you never want to squash a young person's like dream right <laughs> uh but at the same time if it's something that i if i'm not capable of doing i have to just say that you know like i Right. Uh, you know, your son or daughter has a goal that I'm just not the person to help 
them accomplish that. I have to be honest, you know, because I, like I said, I don't want to waste nobody's time. And I definitely don't want to, I don't want no young person uh, having, you know, regret in, in the future or, or, or like have this bad feeling and I played a part in that. Like they got sold some, you know, bad goods. I, I'm just not going to do that. Uh, so, I mean, that's number one is establishing what the goal is. And the, the thing about it is with the skill development, I mean, there's different aspects to it, but basketball is a skills-based game. And so, like, what I just try to pride myself on being able to, to help you develop your your skill. Now, when it comes to your goal, that can be some other factors. So if you're talking about college, then you, I think, you know, you got you spoken on earlier when you say, like, you 5'9", you want to go to Duke. Well, you got to know, based off of... Uh, your size and your ability, what position you're best suited for to have the most success. Right. Uh, so if I'm five, you know, in, in the guys game, if I'm six two, six three, and shorter, I'm a, I'm a point guard, especially if I'm five nine. Right. You know, uh, and so I have to make sure I have that skill set that would be beneficial to a college coach or you know somebody at the, at the next level so it's just helping them understand uh how this whole thing works and okay the skills that they need and, and then and then another thing i try to stress to them too is if you say you want to play college you have to already start developing that kind of work ethic in high school so a college player what does their monday look like what does their Tuesday look like? So you can't tell right. me I'm going to do Xbox for five hours after school and talk about you want to play college. It's not going to happen. I, I'm not trying to be funny, but that's just not going right. to happen. I mean, it's too competitive out here, man. You got guys that's putting in three, four hours a day and you're not putting in 15 minutes. You're just not going to make it. So, not. you know, just give them a clear picture of what it really takes. Right. So nah, that's, that's real talk. And, and I ask that uh, because... You know, I, I know sometimes like some parents have more of a goal for their kid than the kid has for themselves in that sport or vice versa. Sometimes the kid that, you know, doesn't have, you know, has more drive and the parent is really not into it either. So I was just wondering how you, um, you know, how you get them involved and stuff. So that, that answers my question real good. I appreciate that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, and to piggyback on that, now that you bring that up, and that's, that's um, me being in the youth sports and a lot of times parents will bring kids out and the, and it's really the parent forcing the kid to play a sport and how do you how do you come combat that on your training level uh to to not have that what they call that helicopter parent um questioning your the things that you that you're doing to make this kid successful because a lot of times what we do um, right now it, it doesn't it, right now it doesn't make sense to you as a parent or someone an onlooker for what you're doing but you you know you have a, a, a end goal and so you have to go through how, how the saying goes is going to get worse before it get better um, so mm -hmm. how do you get those parents to buy in to, to actually not question or, or not uh, deviate from from the plan set forth for, for you and your the kids that you're training man that's that's a phenomenal question. Uh, in a lot of ways, I've been fortunate not to have too many 
instances where, you know, parents gave me a hard time. Uh, it's, it's a couple couple aspects I'm going to bring out in that question you just asked. Like, one, uh, of course, I this is a business. You know, if I don't make money, I'm not going to be in it long. That is a factor. But at the end of the day, I don't need the money. And what I mean by that is... I'm never going to take the money and not do what's right. Right. So that frees me up. If, if it's a parent to where they have some expectations that are not uh, beneficial for me or the kid, the situation not going to work, then I just, uh, you know, I step away from it. Right. Like I, I just, I just deny the business. Right. You know, I, I did select some select coaching for a little bit and I had a situation like that where the dad and, and myself we just agreed that this wasn't going to work out and we stopped it before it really even got started because of he was trying to you know help make decisions or he was trying to let his voice be heard and it was too loud and it was it was uh, sabotaging some of the things that we were trying to carry out Right. And so, you know, I just let them know this is not going to be, you know, it's not a good fit. Right. Uh, so I have no problem doing that because I'm not so anxious to get somebody to pay me. I, I mean, I, I, I have to I have to be in the right frame of mind to do what I do uh, because my, my whole goal is to change your kid's life. Right. And so I can't do that if you got some expectations on me that are not uh, conducive to us being successful. Right. Like I have, I have no problem with you having high expectations for your kid to be successful, or because you're paying. Because really, you can't put no pre- more pressure on me in terms of producing than I'm going to put on myself. Because I already understand. I want, I'm going to treat your money like mine anyway. Uh, and, and so I'm going to make sure you get value from what I do. But and two, like, and we already talked about, this is my, you know, this is my reputation. And ultimately, I know why I do this. Like, I mean, it, it's no better feeling when a young person uh, succeeds. So the parent can't put me no more pressure on me than I'm gonna put on myself. Uh, and so if it's a situation where they have a, you know, like they want to come in and, and and I'm trying to teach the kid and trying to work with them, but the way they're relating to them is bringing them down, or you know, they question everything I do, then we just have to have a conversation and get understanding. And if we can't get understanding, then you know maybe that's not that not a, not a good fit. Uh, it's kind of how I approach those situations, but fortunately, I haven't had too many of those. Right. Well, you're lucky, man. I've been coaching yeah. youth sports for over 20 plus years, and I've had my fair share. But I've I've learned over the years to people don't, people don't like surprises. So when you get those group of kids, you always set the expect like you said before. You set those expectations early. Um, what what are your goals? And every kid. Um, has their different you can't have the same goal for every kid because every kid is different every kid learns different every kid has a different skill set but you always try to even if it's the less than kid that you know that really this is really not their sport but they're into it and they're motivated to 
to participate. So you try to even set set goals for them and, and educate the parent on understand where your kid is and understand where we're trying to get to. Like this, you know, we have the same group of kids that's going through the same type of training, going through the same type of uh, rigorous um, curriculum as what they're doing, but he's just not achieving. He's not hitting those milestones like everybody else, but he's getting there. You know, so it, it's good to be able to sit down with that parent and, and educate that parent and have them understand that, hey, this is where we are and this is the end goal. I'm not giving up on the kid. The kid's not giving up. So I don't want you to put more pressure on him. And I always talk about the home life because that's a major component to any kid being successful, whether it be in basketball, football, baseball, no matter what their their endeavor is, education-wise, whatever, being able to have that one sound that one sound and one body doing the same thing over and over, whether it, whether it's at the field, whether it's at the court, or whether that's at home, and that's a big component that I think a lot a lot of um, people miss when it comes to the enrichment of that kid and the development of that kid. Oh uh, man, it, it can't be no truer statement than what you just made. I mean, all of it was was a, a thousand percent correct. That last statement you made is huge when you say that a lot of it has to do with the home life and, and just in terms of and what I'm touching on right now is that mindset you know that, that conditioning uh, because I mean sports if your kid is getting exercise and, and they you know playing with their friends and, and you know some things that can be a benefit but if you're really trying to play you know go to college and, and play at a high level it just a lot more uh, competitive, you know. It's, it's it's competitive out here, and so your mindset has to be one where you can bounce back from adversity. You can, um, you know, rise to the occasion when things get, uh, you know, heated. You know, like where it's a lot of uh, on the basketball court. I mean, you might have some other guys that can play out play. And you got to be able to raise your game. Uh, so, if the if the condition at home is where the parents are not teaching them how to be mentally tough or how to overcome challenges, then ultimately it's going to impact the level of success they have in sports. Exactly. So you, yeah, you you're right. That conditioning plays, a, and that's what I found in some of the cases uh, with some of the kids that I work with. I mean, even though they were exposed to a high caliber, you know, level of training, ultimately they uh, fell back to, you know, whatever their mindset, however they viewed about themselves. Uh, one thing I read a couple of years ago, and I'm going to say this and then I'll get off this subject, <laughs> get off this topic. Uh, it was a statement I read in a book that said that you never rise above the level in which you see yourself. So, for instance, if a kid says, so you can have a kid and you can say, hey, they have D1 potential. The coaches can say that, you know, uh, friends can say that, but if that kid doesn't believe that, then it won't happen. Right. 100%, 100% agree with that. <laughs> yeah. 100% yeah, agree with that. Yeah, because I, I, you know, you always look at the kid, and he's and he he'll say, "Well, I'm better than you," 
Well, that's a good mentality to have. Now let's let's build on that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You gotta have a dog. In you. Right. That's a, that's a good starting point. Now let's yeah, go ahead. Yes. <laughs> you got the bunk. Now let's go get that bite. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> so what what kind of, what uh, type of events you got? You got anything? Any kind of clinics or um, open runs or anything that you have coming up? that the listeners in the Dallas area can, can partake in? Right now, man, I'm doing uh, group training. You know, I do that uh, every week. And um, I'm looking to do some spring break, uh, spring break camp and then some summer camps. Okay. Uh, and one other thing I want to do is a, a seminar to uh, educate the parents on the, the college recruiting uh, process. So those are some things that I'm working on, uh, you know, getting my marketing material to, you know, to get the word out about those right. events. But, but uh, yeah, I'm definitely training um, and, and coaching, you know, and mentoring on a daily and weekly basis. Okay, awesome. So putting the act, putting the actual craft aside and focusing on more of the entrepreneurial side of yourself, Anybody that that's looking to be an entrepreneur, what would you tell them? What would be what would be the 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 one thing that you would tell them to to help them motivate them to continue on um, being self sufficient as being an entrepreneur? Really understand like whatever you are doing, how much it means to you. Uh, and what I mean by that is. You, you, you touched on it earlier when, you know, we said, you know, sometimes you got to go out there and, and, you know, you take risk and it might not always pan out. Would you be okay if it didn't, if it did fail, you know, and, and what are your reasons behind doing it? And if your reasons are strong enough, then I say go a hundred percent into it. Like my, myself, like these kids, the kids that I work with, even when I go through my go through in terms of, you know, I've had situations where a gym I've been using, they had a hail storm, messed up their roof, they had to shut down. And that's what, that was one of my primary places in which I was training at at that time. Mm-hmm. And so now I got to figure out what I'm going to do uh, more training. And when it first happened, I didn't have a plan right away. I had to go home and think about it and, and try to figure this whole thing out, you know, how I'm going to keep, keep it moving. But when I start looking at these kids that I work with and how much time uh, we invested and I feel like I can't let them down, mm-hmm. then that give me the power to go do whatever I need to do to figure it out. So I would tell anybody who is in the entrepreneurial space, find out what your whys are, and make sure that they are stronger than any obstacles that you might come across. Because if your wives are strong enough, you'll find a way to, to make it happen. And I mean, lastly, like I said, like how much does it mean to you? Uh, this, I mean, this means a lot. I mean, I, I'm sacrificing, you know. I'm sure. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sacrificing what I'm doing. <laughs> but, but at the end of the day, I, I think I was I was put on here. I can't say a hundred percent that God created me to do basketball, but I think God created me to speak into people's lives, transform lives, 
And so uh, that means more to me than me just going somewhere to to get in a chip. Right. Well, we're going to nine to five. You. That's that's definitely yeah. right. That's definitely right. You, you living and feeling fulfilling that purpose. That's that's what's yeah. up. Feeling you got you got to live, man. You got to live. Right. Truly, truly got to live. Because yeah. yeah. oh, yeah. we all have gifts and talents, and you got to use them. And if and if you enjoy what you're doing, it's really not work. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. This podcast, man. Y'all, y'all didn't y'all didn't just wake up one day and just say I want to do a podcast. It's something about the podcast. That's the reason why you even mm-hmm. put it together. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And that's life. That's when you live it. Right. Yeah. 100% right. <laughs> yeah, that's when you live it. So how that's can true. how can the people find you? You can find me on Facebook. You know, just go Walter Scott uh or champion um basketball training. You know, you can put in either one of those. Uh that's that's the platform I use the most right now. Okay. Uh, you know, I've been on Twitter in the past. I still got a Twitter account. But those two places you probably find me uh, easily the easiest is one of those two places. And I want to thank you for coming on, man. I, I appreciate you um, not not just being able to um, affect and, and, and cause change for kids in, in a positive manner. Um, it takes a it takes a lot for a person to be a teacher, and everybody can't teach because <laughs> it's it's a rare skill. So I'm glad that <laughs> that is your purpose in life, and uh, you're being very successful, and you're changing changing lives in the Dallas area. And I and I hope to see that you at this time next year. Hope it's even bigger and better for you. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. Yes, sir. I no, appreciate that. So no doubt. smash. We're gonna get up out of here. Any closing words, my brother? Yeah, uh, like the. Thank you, Walter, for coming on, man. I like to, we like to see um, you know uh, young brothers doing uh, good work in the neighborhood and giving back to the community. And you know you're uh, you know you were talking about preparation and stuff, so it just leads me to think about uh, a quote that um, Colin Powell used to say, and it's uh, there are no secrets to success. It is the result of preparation, hard work, and learning from failure. So throughout this whole uh, interview we were doing. I, that's what you were making me think of because you, you stress preparation and that doesn't come without hard work and all that stuff. So appreciate everything you're doing, bro. And thank you for coming on, man. Oh, man, y'all, y'all don't know how much, man. You made my day, you made my week, made my month for bringing me on. So I, I greatly appreciate it. Oh, I'm going to have to bring my wife on the pod so I can make her day. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Hey, is it bit? I'm, yeah. doing, I'm doing something wrong, Smash. Nah, I mean, it, means, it means a lot, especially with the words you guys use in terms of you can really see the message and why I was doing what I was doing. And so it meant a lot. You know, whenever you somebody sees your work and, and, and you know, acknowledges it and shed light on the good that you're doing, man, it brings a um, good feelings. Yeah, good feelings, man. So appreciate it. Definitely, we, you know, as 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 brothers, man, we gotta we gotta champion each other. We just like your 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 title is champion each other. We gotta give each other our roses while we're alive. So I definitely wanna. Anytime I see something, uh, one of us do something good, man, we always wanna congratulate them. Not not pull one of the, uh, each other down, push each other up. You know. So yes, sir. Yes, sir. So with that being said, much love, and we out. We have returned to claim the pyramid. Pardon on the mothership. I am the mothership connection. 
Yeah. 